Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's homo superior. Issue 140.5. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. Matt. No. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Adam. <laughs> and I'm Brent Wingate. I thought we were going to do so well. Nope, never will. So, uh, Ryan, I'll take it over to you. Yep. So we um, skip skipping uh, Zoom sessions aside. Uh, we are actually getting some news now, and also we finally, finally, finally Yay. have comics again. Woo. Yay! Um, I think we're all overjoyed. So this week uh, we're going to make it a little bit closer to a normal issue, like normal. And we're going to have some news, and then we're going to review the comics that came out this week, or the ones that we reviewed. So let's start it with a little news flash. And um, in a recent news, HBO Max has just been released. Um, Clark, I believe you actually got HBO Max. What are your thoughts on it so far? Um, they, I thought there would be more. So basically, they have different sections that they have. So they've got Adult Swim. They've got... Um, Oh gosh, what is it? Oh. Crunchyroll? Is that the anime? Oh yeah. Um, they have Turner Classic Movies. They have lots of different sections. It's just some of them are like they have Adult Swim and they have maybe eight things on it. Uh, Crunchyroll literally has about eight things on it. The only one that's really like notable, well well known is um uh oh shoot, I just lost my head. Full Metal Alchemist um, oh, Brotherhood. Yeah, oh yeah. Um but then when I look at Turner, and I got it for Turner Classic Movies alone, and there are hundreds of movies on there, and it is impressive as fuck. Clark, I just picture you wearing, like, a giant white dress and, like, wearing a blonde wig and holding a huge martini and be like, this yeah. is Turner Classic oh, I'm Movies. Basically, exactly. I'm basically going full uh, Betty Davis on this. Right. Yeah. I love it. Um, so... It, 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 I think it is very impressive just in terms of the, num the amount of stuff they have. Like, literally, I went through it all. I didn't go through the movies because there are so many movies, but I went through all the series from, like, the past, and I have, like, maybe 60 in my, you know, queue or list now that I'm going to have to deal with. Um, the main issue with it is they don't really have any original programming. Yeah. And, Which will change soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... It might not change as quickly as they wanted because of COVID, but yeah. they've got it. I watched one thing. I watched Legendary, which was is the um, the ballroom. You know, Paris is burning. Um, oh yeah, ballroom, like te not team battle, but house battle. It is very interesting. It's just done really poorly. The audio is a mess. You can't hear anybody <laughs> over anybody else, and, and then like. When someone is like, oh, you're going home. You don't know who the fuck they're pointing at. They're like the angles that people are doing it. You're like, I, this is, I don't know. Anyways. Oh, so so it's sort of like when we're reviewing Mutant Madness and doing that. <laughs> it literally <laughs> is exactly the same thing. If you don't know what anyone's talking about. the people listening to us can't see us. In this one, you can still see the people and you still don't understand what the fuck people are doing. Fair. Hey, Clark, I got, I got a question. So let's yeah. say I've, I've still got like cable and I've got HBO. Should I, like, if I cut cable and did HBO Max, would I be able to get everything, like all the new content that HBO is putting out on Max? Yes, yes. Every okay. single thing HBO is putting out as it's going on is going to be immediately up there. They had that show run. I didn't love oh, right. it. But it literally yeah. came out like, it ended like a week and a half ago, basically. And all that, of that is on there. That Every show sucks and should have been just a movie, right? Yeah, but yeah. At, 
they, they are going to have every single thing on there. I don't really know why HBO even needs to be HBO anymore because of it. I mean, I understand because of ages of certain people, they don't really understand or not. That's ages, but just the same, it is a fact that occurs. Well, yeah, like the, I think it's definitely still, not be jumping on HBO Max. Well, right. Yeah. You still have the channel itself that I think oddly yeah. people watch as part of their cable package. No, I got it. I, what I was worried about getting just because obviously the, the, the price point is 15 bucks, mm-hmm. but, and it's not happening anymore, but I got it in advance, like three weeks. And it was, I think 11, no, $12 for, for a month, just because, you know, I don't, I did it early because I wanted to. Nice. Uh, and then, did you have any other questions about HBO Max? Yeah, when is the Snyder Cut coming out, Clark? Oh, I don't think that they don't have it. We talked about that a bit. <laughs> no. Remember we said it, they're adding, the, it's going to be $30 million they're putting into it to like finish up the the special effects and everything. So they're going to have Thanos and I mean Dark Side in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing, I, I, other thing I didn't even talk about, um, mention that I was going to talk about, um, I did end up, I thought it was going to be stupid, but I, I got uh, Quibi because they had oh, like a, yeah. a two-week trial, and I thought yeah. it was dumb. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Why well, am I watch a show that's seven minutes long, and their content is bizarre and very interesting? There's an <laughs> there's an Anna Kendrick show, which is basically just a movie that they chopped up into right. eight pieces called Dummy, which is basically this girl who um she she finds her boyfriend's sex doll, and it is filthy as shit like the first episode uh no spoilers but spoiler because it's only the first episode she literally has to like wash it wash it out because all the semen that's in it it is <laughs> like and literally the doll's talking to her and being like can you just wash my vagina please <laughs> crazy looks like it got so many big time people it's huge it's absolutely insane how much they got and it's outrageous they like all levels too it's crazy I'm very happy that re- they got Reno 911 back because it is, I think it's even better in this form, just in mm. terms of. Oh. No, that makes sense. Because Reno 911 didn't really have a plot in the first place. They had one that like didn't really need to go anywhere. I don't know. I'm very impressed with both of them. So HBO Max is going to have a lot of DC uh, content on there. They're yes. starting with the Green Lantern series and then they're going to expand out to a bunch of other stuff. I, I'm interested to see what they do with it. Um, some uh, rumor just came out this week that uh, Henry Cavill is actually set to return as Superman, but he's going to be in a limited capacity. Um, so he'll like make appearances, sort of like Nick Fury or even the Hulk does <laughs> in um, MCU movies, which is some misleading articles are out there. We'll just say that. <laughs> I did um, love you know that what? sentence. Right. The, sen- right. the sentence structure that made it seem like he was going to be a whole character, like some <laughs> big stupid. I'm actually into like, that. It was I'm like I that. thought it was like straight up Superman was going to fight the Hulk. I wanted like, him to be like Bizarro, you know, like Bizarro Superman, and just be a complete mess, kind of like speaking improperly and just a fool. So what Henry Cavill, uh, Superman, Superman, got it. Ryan, when you said Nick Fury, for some reason my head thought you said Nick Cage. <laughs> just imagine you sidelining Nick Cage as like he's making cameos in the movie he's starring in. <laughs> he was supposed to play Superman, so it all comes all those yes, years ago. That makes perfect sense. There you go. <laughs> so Superman I, and I Ghost Rider. I think this is the perfect move for them to do with him though, because 
it like Adam, you bring this up all the time, how Superman and Batman are always sort of like sidelined where they just kind of like come in as sort of a council of being like, help me make a decision or something like that. Yeah, do you think this is the right move? They're far more interesting. Uh, they do Superman in the Arrowverse with Supergirl, uh, a lot of like the new 52 content. It was primarily Batman focused, who I find more interesting, but Superman played mostly a sideline part. The more recent new 52 animated series they brought it in for brought him in for Death of Superman and Reign of Superman, which were also still ensemble films. Um, so overall, I think it's a it's a smart idea. I mean, there's at least what like six plus Superman movies. Like nobody really cares about the story anymore. He's a great persona to have, but no one needs to learn more about him. Unless you're reading, there isn't really more to learn about. Him. Well, right. right. Unless you're doing a, you can't do another origin story. Like we already know where he's coming from. It's just, it's done. His Move entire on. career is an origin story. Well, the number I of do, times they've rebooted that story is insane. I do think yeah. that where he he wins is probably where they're so. It's like it's oh, because I think about this for um, God. What was the Watchmen series called? One. What's Watchmen. the? No. What's the one that happened in the DC universe, Caleb? Doomsday. No. Doomsday yeah. clock. Doomsday clock. Like that was a perfect example of telling a Superman story that wasn't a Superman story, even though it was like, there's just a lot more that he needs to be involved in that tells his story without having to tell his story, if that makes sense. Agreed. No, no like having him as an ensemble makes a lot of sense. And same goes for Batman. I mean, we've had eight Batman movies and we've seen all different kinds of iterations all the way from the Christopher Nolan to the Joel Schumacher to the Tim Burton versions. And like, I'm sure the Matt Reeves version will be good, but how much more could you do with them, you know? I do love the news that um, Robert Pattinson is just not going to work out. <laughs> I love it too. I, I love that. <laughs> I didn't Whatever, that. Batman's just going to be some. Yeah, show. he's like, I put on a suit and that makes me look buff. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. They'll do it in post. Yeah. Right. Also, that's a better secret identity that you're not super ripped. Rip. You know? Exactly. It's crazy. So, in other sort of DC rumors that are coming out right now. Justice Society of America may be in development based on if Black Adam does well in the theaters, you know, when we are able to go to the theaters again. Um, yeah. So I, I think this is the right move. I think this is, if you want to do a Justice League and it's already failed, this is, sounds nice. Kaylin, I know you have thoughts on this. Um, well, I had a question actually, because Adam watches the Arrowverse shows a lot more than I do. Like, wasn't Justice Society featured in some episodes of Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, they, I think it was their second, or I think it was their second season that they, they do a lot of the flash, time flashing. It's usually the people in the past, though. Justice Society is more in the past, but I know, like, in the society, yeah, it's in World War II. Right? Oh, it is? No, past. Okay. World War II. So then there you go. What's the, what's the justice that's in the future? Legion <laughs> like, of Superheroes. There you go. The, three, the year yeah. 3000 now, one. They've got um, Stargirl coming out. It's already started on it's on DC yeah, Universe. Yeah, on, 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 on May 18th it started. And, and that's heavily involved with the Justice Society right. as well. That's true. Well, yeah, she's, uh, she's, a, uh, she's like a, a, a generation character. Like she, um, her antecedent was the Star Spangled Kid, which is mm -hmm. like a, an, a, a character they created in the World War II era. It was part of the Justice Society. So yeah, I I've always liked the Justice Society. It's like, I like that they were like, they're the first superhero team ever to exist in comics. I think that DC films can definitely succeed the more flexibility they have with the characters. Cause obviously their current engine was not really working, especially with top tiers, but I think they've proven with like 
Shazam, and I, I don't know, didn't do super well in theaters, but even Birds of Prey, like the more that they have characters that they can kind of mold and make their own, I think the better stories they can, they can tell. They need yep. to not worry about continuity, just make some good films. Right. Really identify with the characters and just go with it. Like stop it worrying about like trying to connect everything. It is funny that like, it's like if Black Adam does well, uh, which I assume they'll find something. Like I feel like they're constantly waiting in the wings to find a way to tie things back together. Like they're just like, oh, this yeah. is our shot. This is our shot now. We can make this all connected. And it's like, stop doing that. Just make movies. Who, who, as a lay audience member, knows anything about Black Adam? No one, no one. But it it's, starts the it's, it, I mean, that's the reason why yeah, it's getting it's made. It's the rock. It doesn't matter. And yeah, I mean, you know, it'll probably, it'll probably do okay. Black Adam is a much more interesting character than Shazam, and he's like, a, he's like, he's the, he's his uh, antagonist and an antihero. Yeah. It. I mean, it's. I'm excited to see it because I think they are going to try to do a lot with it, but I don't have high hopes, honestly. <laughs> I've, yeah, I'm almost picturing they're just going to be like, okay, Rock, remember how you were the Scorpion King? Just be that, but with this costume on. A little better. <laughs> a little better. <laughs> yeah, a little bit better. We need, we need some more money. Scorpion King was a failure. So in endless, endless streaming news that happens right now, because that's the only news we have, um, uh, Disney Plus is apparently trying to put a Kingdom Hearts series together that'll be sort of like a CGI animated show. Um, Adam, as someone who's played it or at least watched their boyfriend play it from their apartment, <laughs> how do you feel about this? I, as someone who's completed maybe all of like three games, watching another like three to five with just their videos on YouTube and then watching Andrew play the most recent Kingdom Hearts 3, <laughs> I'm a little concerned because the story makes no fucking sense. So the general plot of Kingdom Hearts is that uh, there is sort of this weird integration of Disney worlds uh, with this like main universe that Sora, who's the main character comes from. And it, it, like to try and explain it would be nearly impossible, but there is this thing of like these dark, uh, God, I can't remember that. Like Dark Monsters taking over, and but then there's like another series of Heartless, Dark and another exactly. There's Heartless, but then there's also like there's an, another series, and another, like every single new sequel seems to introduce a different type of another shadow being trying to take over what was originally started. So, you know, I, I, could it? I think it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, the games are mostly movies anyway. Uh, I think what the hard part they're going to have is the majority of the time it's very similar to the Assassin's Creed model where Assassin's Creed is like you're going into history and you're helping like you know Paul Revere run down the street or you're helping like Lincoln get shot maybe not that example but <laughs> Help, helping Paul Revere Lincoln ride shot. a horse <laughs> Lincoln got shot that's the game that we played on the train trip up to New York right but so the way, <laughs> got Hearts, the way Kingdom Hearts was originally working is that you'd visit these worlds and basically relive the movie in a very short order and so that's not going to make for interesting television so they'll definitely have to play around a lot with the both the plots of the Marvel or sorry the the Disney shows the Disney movies as well as like making their own plot line actually make sense because um, the, the, yeah. the main criticism is that the plot is so convoluted and it's been 10 plus years that they've had this like storyline going on through multiple, multiple games. So like they have, I think Disney will be smart enough to try to figure out how to make a, 
timeline that would actually maybe make sense a little bit. Yeah. And then still pop into those fun little Disney like lands that they can go to. But well, yeah. And to be fair, if they do, if they focus on like the first, like the first season is just like Kingdom Hearts one or two, I think you'd have a great season. I think it's almost like after that, like kind of how it all goes to shit. So, cause the person who's, I think he's considered, he's the creator of it, but the overall designer Nomura is absolutely like obsessed with convoluted backstories, histories, multiple like personalities. Um, so, you know, get high and watch it most likely. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. I can't wait to see that fucked up Pirates of the Caribbean animation like we did in the game. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so crazy. Um, in um, other kind yeah. of Disney plus streaming news, uh, we actually- we found one, a- Ryan? Yeah, I'd love you to. No, Ryan's taking them all, apparently. So go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, the news horde. Um, so uh, there is going to be a new show coming out, which is a variation on Legends of the Hidden Temple, but with Jedis. And it's going to be hosted by the guy who voiced Jar Jar Binks. We've got a trailer. It's objectively terrible. Um, it features a bunch of kids running around picking up stuff and stepping on fake rocks, as well as Soviet-built C-3PO and R2-D2. It's going to come out June 3rd, but only on YouTube, slash Star Wars Kids and StarWarsKids.com, the number one place for Star Wars Kids. Uh, My first question for you guys is, do you think they'll cut out the host doing the Jar Jar Binks voice? Uh, I'm going to answer that question with a question. Um, I know that we've been in the time of COVID and we've all been stuck inside uh, and time has no more meaning, but is this April 1st? No. Okay. All right. You guys Just... hear those crickets for that joke? <laughs> no, that was a serious question. Um, that is, this is the weirdest fucking thing. I would that makes say no it, sense to sound, me. it sounds like a TV show within a TV show. I did like how you said Legends of the Hidden Temple because that's exactly what I was thinking, but like a really terrible version where it looks like no one has really put any effort into anything. Well, that's what's so sad. It's like, what, 20, 25 years later since that Legends of the Hidden Temple's out? And this looks like it's worse. Like, I was like, you're literally Disney. You can't fund a simple YouTube series to look better than a 25-year-old like Nickelodeon show. I think you might have rose-colored glasses when you look back on Legends of the Hidden Temple because it has the same well, HBO it might literally be the yeah. same prop, props and sets. But when you watch that trailer like it looks like they're literally running the same three courses every single episode. They're like cross this bridge. Now swipe this with your lightsaber and now yeah. Adam, you, Adam, you know that Jeff was on Legends of the Hidden Temple, right? Who was? Your um, DJ group, Jeff, was on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, wait, what? I'm not going to say his last name because we're on air. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was on Legend of the Temple. Yeah, what am I saying? I think, he, I think he was a silver snake. I'm not quite sure. I did not know but that. Anyway, wait, I really? Believe, I be, we're yeah. we're, we're going to have to bring him on for a subject matter expert yeah. opinion. I be, yeah, well, I believe it's HBO Max. I'm not sure which, but they are rebooting that show, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Which I'd much rather see than than this Jedi mindfuck. Well, there's going to be a wave of these because I think a couple of months ago, IGN confirmed that there's apparently, I think it's a UK show that they're bringing here, which is basically like an escape room competition. So I think we're going to get a shitload of sort of adults and young or like parent, 
child or two children like doing a bunch of activities again. Like I think that's gonna like I feel like everybody got that in their brain that because because double double dare has been off the air and like all these other things have been off. So it's like you know what people need twenty years like we need to repeat history and do this again. Let's get them slimed. Yeah. I actually didn't think that like Hedge, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple had that many variations on its competitions. No, no, no. What no. I need? It didn't. You got to get you, through that. Do you guys remember the world's most archaic version of this, which was Nick, Nick Arcade? Like where they had to, they had to get high scores on the actual like arcade. Yes. Machine. And then they get to go into essentially fake virtual reality where they were just doing stuff on green screen to try and solve these puzzles. It was quite impressive, but I think it obviously looks like trash now, but I couldn't, I, that was one of my favorite shows. If there's gonna be a Jedi, ver Jedi version of it, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I it, love it's all just piloting an X-Wing the entire time. I love when they're like, go, go, use the force, use it. You, you use it and you're like what the fuck are we doing you're yeah. pushing the button i think all of our favorite moments when all of the kids put one foot up on that circle as if it's like some grand thing. i'm like how did they get timothy chalamet for this <laughs> <laughs> it actually, how do you how do you think he got dune it <laughs> does it does look like a live recording of you know uh what is it in star not star wars world but i think it's in hollywood studios like there's that little like where you can like fight with a lightsaber yes. like Darth Vader. it looks like they just recorded it for the like kids special like every 30 minutes they run and they're like let's just put this on youtube truly it does look like that. when when denny and i went there in february there was one guy who was one of like the jedi and he had the nicest butt ever so I was like, we need to watch this again. Let's go have some drinks and watch the show. And we did. Three times. All right. All right. That's funny. Um, yeah, if you want a good laugh, check out the the trailer. It's it's available on YouTube, <laughs> not Disney Plus. Check it out. Um, Disney Plus will news, never accept it. <laughs> in other news, uh, we are going to review the comics that actually came out, and we reviewed this week which was Marauders number 10, and, and I'm back to my old ways, and Venom number 25. Kalen, would you like to take us through Marauders? I would love to. Uh, so it's been a couple of months since we had an issue, uh, but I was super happy to see it. It's, you know, one of my uh, favorite Dawn of X titles, and this issue, uh, even though it was kind of all over the place, reminded me why. Um, one, uh, it's still written by Jerry Dugan, who... It's surprising me how good a writer he is on this stuff. And then, but it's, uh, uh, the guest artist is uh, Stefano uh, Claudieri, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, who's done a bunch of stuff for Marvel before, but like, this is the best I've ever seen him ever, ever been. Like, it, this art looked fantastic. Um, so they're still dealing with the aftermath of Kate Pride getting killed uh, by Sebastian Shaw, although they don't really know Sebastian Shaw who did it. And so, um, uh, uh, Emma Frost basically um, tells, doesn't ask permission, but tells the rest of the Quiet Council that she's going to go seek retribution. Sebastian is like, uh, yeah, why don't you just have X-Force deal with it? And then Magneto, in one of my favorite scenes, takes off his helmet and communicates with Esme, who's the one who's communicating this to the Quiet Council, um, leave no survivors, uh, which I think is a really badass move. Um, Forge is in there as well. Uh, and then they introduce a character who I've never seen before, Daniels, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's ever been in an X title. I don't know if I've missed something, but um, they, he shows up, and then he's uh, then he ends up going to uh, masks Morlocks, like little like 
Arizona like enclave at the very end. Uh, and the very end, uh, they show the the five uh, trying to resurrect Kate Pride, and they they say can't they can't do it, um, and that's how the issue ends. Um, and then the sort of the infographics in the middle of the comic, uh, which I really dug, were uh, letters that Kate sent to Nightcrawler, and Nightcrawler sent to Kate. It really kind of like uh, delves into the um, relationship that the two have had ever since the Claremont era, which is really nice. Um, and I don't know, I've got some interesting theories about what is probably going to happen, but um, I like where this title is going and I like where the Dawn of X um, series are going. I'm just really happy that they're all back. Do you feel like this series, with this issue, I felt like it's suddenly finite? Like a this issue, bit. this issue was bit, such yeah. a like moving deck chairs to the right place mm. that yeah. it felt like this is, it's on its way out. And I'm not well, happy... You... I'm not happy that yeah. it is, but yeah, well, it might not be. Of, I just it, the issue made it seem like that's where it's headed. Didn't you say like right as soon as Marauders began, it was supposed to be finite, but ended up being so popular mm -hmm. that Marvel rethought it to make it an ongoing series because it was supposed to, I think, follow the Fallen Angels model of like maybe six to eight issues. Um, obviously, better than Fallen Angels, but um, certainly you no. Know, uh, but it was just supposed to be like, you know, this thing, but um, it just ended up being a lot more popular than people mm -hmm. gave it credit for originally. So no, maybe. That's good. I, I do feel like the team is suddenly sprawling and that yeah. the actual team that was formed doesn't really matter. <laughs> what storm matter in this series? Not at all. So she, she doesn't matter at all. And go, I, I was too confused as to why Nightcrawler just initially, he's not on another team, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he just wasn't on this team. I he think it's always talks about fucking pirate ships and having a sword and swinging and shit all the time. So why not just think, make him on the team that has, you know, a ship? It made no sense to me. I think that's, there's a reason for that. And the fact that they included him via letter form mm -hmm. uh, tells me that there is a method to Dugan's madness here, maybe Hickman's madness here. Yeah, don't you um, remember that terrible one shot he got? <laughs> yeah. You mean you yeah. mean the one shot that was actually giant size cipher? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I like that one shot. Um I actually have a also, question. there's there's a uh, hold on one second, Brent. Uh, there's a theory out there that the reason that uh I think we talked about it maybe before in the podcast that Kate actually isn't a mutant. Um and that's the reason why she Ooh. couldn't uh uh use one of the gateways to get onto Krakoa. And why yeah. she can't be resurrected, and they yeah. they even hinted at that in that uh, those Return uh, Wolverine miniseries, the Adamantium Agenda, where they found uh, Mister Sinister's like uh, his like mm. DNA files, and they said that there was uh, a non mutant who was uh, pretending to be a mutant as a sleeper agent. Right. Um, so it could be Kate. I don't know. I'm sorry, Brent. What's your question? Actually, no. That's uh, it's a perfect segue to my question because I'm <clears throat> curious. You know, part of the promise of this series was that Hickman was going to clear up things like what it means to be an Omega level mutant. It would kind of reset a lot of uh, the sprawl of the X-Men universe and that it would guarantee that certain deaths um, happened and mattered. Do you think that Kitty Pride's death is gonna be something that actually sticks? And if so, do you think this is a good way to kill her? If not, do you think there's any way that they can do this that would, they can pull off a resurrection that would feel satisfying? Uh, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they are gonna keep her dead. 
Uh, I think she's too important to the story that Hickman, the large story Hickman wants to tell. Another thing I thought of was um, there's a reason why she was taken off the board or, or not even allowed on Krakoa about her being able to phase through things that uh, other mutants can't. And that might be because uh, she could find Moira uh, in her, uh, you know, her like little secret lair on Krakoa. So yeah. somebody, somebody didn't allow her to be on there and then somebody took her off the board um, and they're oh. going to have to find a way to bring her back. I don't know how they do it, but I think they'll find a satisfying way we, to do it. We, we have the whole Lockheed side plot that's going on where like, you know, he's coming to find mm -hmm. her kind of thing. It's definitely going to be hugely important in where it's, it's he's not just going to like show up and be sad. And that's the only reason we've watched him have single pages for himself. That's exactly what I think. I think it's going to be in a big crossover and just in the way that we're waiting for Destiny to show up, we're waiting for Moira to show up, we're going we're gonna to get all of those plus Kitty all in yeah, one yeah. big crossover when this finally converges onto something, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I think it's got to be a good story connection because I actually like the subtleness of she was actually dead, but I don't think it has the, gra the gravitas it needs. Like, I, I appreciate that they're not like, she's dead and then they like have 17 funeral issues for that all dealing with it i kind of like that they would just randomly clear off but i i just don't think that's possible with the sort of plotting because i think it wouldn't and maybe it was because of seeing covid but i i do think that's like it'd be really sad if it was just like yep that's it she's actually dead sorry y'all like yeah. it's just been so long that it's like gonna be it's not gonna really carry the weight it should I mean, it seems like a catch 22 that either yeah they have a dismissive kind of death and she's actually dead or they build it up. And in either case, you can't really feel like, you know, they won't resurrect her or bring her back. Correct. Yeah. Um, what I like about the series, um, I almost find it to be a sister series to X-Force and it's in a weird way because both of them are dealing with the geopolitics of, mm -hmm. uh, of the Marvel universe and how Krakoa is dealing with Russia, how it's dealing with Wakanda how it's dealing with Madripoor uh, and, you know, Latveria, although that's in the X-Men Fantastic Four miniseries uh, and some of the made up countries that we've seen uh, yes. in, in mostly in X-Force. But um, I really like, like, it's, I feel like it's sort of building to something. And I said this before on podcast, I, I feel like that's what Claremont was trying to do before he was shuffled off the books uh, in the late eighties, early nineties uh, of like uh, having the mutants be their own geopolitical force uh, against as a, almost as a nation state uh, against uh, some of these other countries uh, in the Marvel universe. So also how cool was it that Tempo was in there from the Mutant yeah. Generation Pride? Yeah. Whiskey. Everyone got different outfits and she's still like, nope, I'm wearing <laughs> this fucking terrible yellow thing with a dick helmet. Yeah, her big bucket head. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Rob Layfield. <laughs> Only yeah. someone with such poorly drawn like proportions could look good in that outfit. <laughs> did, did you guys like the Emma Frost breast scene? It, was, it was that really strange? I, I was, it felt weird. It felt I was gonna ask like how totally out of characterization strange. Um I didn't like it, but it didn't also feel like it was that out of character because Emma's definitely used her sexuality as, yeah. as a weapon before. Um, and she's like, I'm just going to do it. And so I, I don't know. It didn't, it it only, didn't really bother me. It only feels like by now more 
powerful than that. Like controlling four random fucking people to just shoot yeah. themselves in the leg. It seems like she's done a lot harder stuff in the past. Not to mention she could have literally just turned to diamond and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> it, it, felt, it felt unnecessary. It wasn't much, an earned moment for the series. How much of that like uh, mutant uh, titty tape is she using too? Because that was like those things were spreading. Well, fall. unstable molecules. Unstable what's, molecules. What's funny is I was reading it quick, and so the only panel I really caught my eye was when she's when she's fully like open with pyro behind her, and I was like, "Is that her new outfit? That's a bit extreme, even for her." Like, I was just like, "Shit!" Hey, don't slut shame her. Exactly. I'm not. You did enough of that. She can do whatever she wants. I'm proud of her. She's not the queen of subtlety. <laughs> yeah, for real. She's the white queen. Um, no, it's. I'm so glad it's back. And then, um, what's funny is that you know how at the very end they have all the issues that are coming up. They didn't fix the date, so oh, everything yeah. still says yes. April. But did you notice the Children of the Atom number one is a red title, <gasps> which means it's gonna be super important. Ah! I'm so excited. But yeah. it's it's yeah. it it it's not even coming out in August. It's so far off. Wow. Yeah, I know. So but, I don't even know how super important it's going to be if it takes another four months for it to get here. I mean, who knows? And when know. did when is uh like uh, Swords of Ten or whatever that's coming that <laughs> miniseries? When that's story, I mean, they, when's that supposed to be coming out? I think that starts in August. Um, because like last week, I think they they showed like the first cover of it and stuff. And I feel like if they're doing that, it means it's coming out sooner rather than later. Got it. Okay. If, cool. But I'm not quite sure. Maybe September? I don't really okay. remember. Howardy. Oh, but it's all teeny Howardy. I'm not, no. I know. Well, it was a fun issue. I'm glad they're back. Um, uh, Clark, well, would you like to take Venom 25? Uh, speaking of dates being incorrect, the okay. letter pages of Venom was just not tone deaf at all, but just so dated that it seemed like, why did they even have these letter pages they literally say coming out May second is issue number blank of of, of of Venom, and you're like, what, what? Th this like, just whole thing seems bizarre. Like, what? Were these oh. already printed? Is that why? Like, yeah, that's yeah, why. yeah. They have page counts and stuff like that, and they have to get things on certain pages and everything. It makes sense, but at the same time, it just felt. <laughs> should you've just like changed a few of those, made them a Do little you think more? That, I think that they're going to just keep them all the exact same because uh, they don't like for someone who might be a little bit um, anal about like order and how things are numbered, yeah. that's probably the best way of keeping the reference uh, correct. Well, oh, yeah, well, and like when you read the letter pages, they're always at it. I mean, like, could you like, it's actually funny with our mutant madness bracket, reading some of the letter pages in like mm -hmm. old comics, you're like, dear God, what a weird <laughs> time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, the base, the series itself, the issue itself, is basically a recap, and I'm very glad because when it started, mm -hmm. like the first two pages is like I don't remember what the fuck has happened in this series, and it did right. very well of reminding me and reminding a way that actually was enjoyable. It was just dealing with his his son and his son being in like that not mental cage, but he's his son basically has to rescue him through a weird dinosaur venom from the um, carnage entity and on, in itself actually get rid of his own carnage entity which is inside of him um and then at the end venom goes to the avengers and says Null's coming and thor says oh fuck yeah <laughs> so obviously then, it's tying into thor quite a lot 
let's not forget though the very end is when carnage breaks off from something and then goes on to a shark and it says it's cool then yeah like a shark uh, i loved it i thought that was hilarious <laughs> i mean i i i enjoy this series a lot i mean donny cape obviously i love but i do i think villain's an amazing character and i do like that when when uh, when when Eddie Brock starts talking about all the shit he's gone through, and then like there's one thing that actually was good about this whole you know last year years the years was Dylan. I thought was kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's, it's a good series. I'm happy we're reading it. Um, yeah, we'll see. My favorite scene was when he was talking to the Avengers, and uh, Captain Marvel is like, "Oh, you grew the beard back." Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, she was into it. Carol. Yeah, she's horny as fuck. <laughs> I love it. I mean, he's he's now he actually is a daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Uh, right. And with that, um, any other comments or anything about the comics this week or anything else? Oh, one thing I didn't say about HBO Max is that it's not on Roku. So there's like three million people or something who bought it but can't use it. <laughs> I may have made up the three million, but there is a necessary number of people who didn't realize. No, I'm on Roku, you. so fuck that noise. Yeah, you ain't getting HBO Max for a bit. Ooh. Isn't that bizarre? What bullshit! Also, um, what you call it? Um, Amazon is mad not for because they're taking people, but that people who have the HBO app through Amazon or the HBO service can't get all the stuff that HBO Max has. So they're getting like a, basically a watered down version of it. So they're pissed off at at um, HBO Max on behalf of or AT and T on behalf of their their own. Why service. is this so bad? <laughs> like it's a really good uh, it's a really good setup, good app, and everything. They just have their rollout has been stupid as fuck. And they should have had original content. I think they just rushed it because of the current situation. It feels no, this way, is when they were, no, they didn't. This is when they were always going to do it. It was May for like the last year. That was their scheduled plan. They just, well, they suck. Yeah, they suck. I just, I enjoy what they have on there. <laughs> but it, it's, yeah. They didn't even think they're going to have, they were going to have like a Comcast set up for it. And literally two days ago or something, they, they finally got a deal with Comcast that they're actually able to use it through their service too. Yeah, that's the interesting thing because for this isn't HBO Max, but HBO Go because I have it through my Comcast. I can't use HBO Go on my Sony Smart TV because mm. Comcast doesn't talk to its uh, it, like the Sony uses like Google Play, I think, or Google whatever it's called, yeah, uh, to do all their apps and stuff. And so like it literally won't work. So Did I'm we like, well, that worse than the original cable packages. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basically. It's just a lot of yeah. companies that can't speak to each other because they don't have the right the right products to be able to do so. Yep. And eventually, they'll be like, we should combine all of these into something called Shable or sh- something. I'm not sure. Whatever we want to call it. Shable. Call yeah. it they, Gable. They oh, just yeah. have like, a, a, like an extreme version of Hulu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. You can get HBO Max on Hulu, actually. Mm-hmm. So. True. Yep. Uh, cool. So we've been Homeless Barrier. This has been our news flash and comics issue. We love you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.